Hey, what's good, everybody? It's Cedric Warren here, your host of Said Talk. Get it? Like TED Talk, but it's me. A couple things. Hey, welcome to May. Uh, I hope everyone is at least getting warmer weather. Uh, here in Indianapolis, I'm getting flashes, uh, but it was 49 degrees on Tuesday. So there's that. That's kind of a Midwest spring for you. Uh, anyways, we are back with a month long series. I'm super excited for this one. Uh, it's a month long series about South Carolina. Yes, my home state, the Palmetto State. Uh, and the home state of my co-host and my guest. Uh, so I'll let them introduce themselves. So what's good, bros? How are y'all? Hey, man. How about yourself? Yeah, man. What up? Cool. <laughs> what, what up, bro? What up, bro? Hey. We'll get into the bow discussion. We will get into the bow discussion. All right, so we're going to just uh, kick it off. So if Brian, give us who you are, where you're from, and what you're doing professionally. All right. Uh, B. Jenks from Dazel. Um and currently, right now, I'm a doctoral student. All right. Uh, Donald? Uh, Donald Wilson, the second. The Donald uh, Swag? Remember, South Carolina by, by way of software. And, <laughs> and I am a uh, fifth grade teacher uh, slash freelance illustrator. Nice. Shout out to DR Designs. Gave us the said talk logo. We in there. Yeah. Plus many more. We'll plug them at the end too. All right. And uh Teldrin. <clears throat> Teldrin James from Orangeburg, South Carolina. Uh clinical pharmacist and oncology. I want y'all to hear the subtle temperament of Teldrin right now, but no, that is not his true personality. Okay. <laughs> he hates boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right and our co-host as you have heard before justin what is up what's good everybody uh y'all kind of know me been on a few times but i am from columbia south carolina and i am a health system specialist nice and uh like jeezy said came a long way from the metro all right so jeezy was born in columbia Anyways, and of course, you know me. I am your host, Cedric Warren. I'm also from Columbia. So we all are representing the 803. So this episode will talk about the area code that is the 803, also known as the Midlands area, uh, which covers a lot of different counties. So we'll get into that in a second. But let me give you all some background and some history of South Carolina. And this is courtesy of several credible websites. I didn't just pull this off Wikipedia. Uh, the South Carolina State Library Association gave me this. So we were a part of the original 13 colonies. Uh, the Spanish and French arrived in the 16th century. And for those of you who don't know, that's the 1700s. Uh, land was inhabited by small Native American tribes, primarily the Cherokees and Catawbas. Uh, we have counties named after those two. First settlements failed, uh, but in 1670, the permanent English settlement was established near what is now present day Charleston. Uh, Charleston was originally our capital before being moved to Columbia. Colony was named after King Charles I, and we were divided into North and South Carolina in 1710. Uh, so we'll definitely talk about that too, that division, uh, how they people from outside the South like to group us, or they'll be like, oh, I've heard of North Carolina. I didn't know there was a South Carolina. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> so plantations were built throughout the coastal low country and, of course, uh, profitable uh, crops and exports were rice and indigo. Uh, that's the stuff that makes your 
jeans blue and all that stuff like that. Uh, African slaves were brought in large numbers. Uh, South Carolina became the eighth state to adopt the Constitution May 23rd, 1788. So pretty fitting that we are doing the South Carolina series in May. Uh, the current capital city is Columbia, but like I said, it once was Charleston or known as Charlestown at the time. Uh, we are nicknamed the Palmetto State because of the Palmetto tree. Uh, and part of the reason we have that as our state tree is because during the Revolutionary War, our troops were being bombarded by British uh, ships and the Palmetto tree was soft enough to uh, take the blows from those uh, bombardments and held up some uh, forts and win some battles. South Carolina seceded from the Union December 20th in 1860. Uh, can't spell secession without SC. Always remember. If you ain't first, you're last. So uh, we are a population of 5.1 million, according to this U.S. Census Bureau, uh, July 2019. Just over 68% white, 27.1% African-American, 5.8% Hispanic, 1.8% Asian, 0.5% American Indian, Alaska Native, and 0.1% Native American, Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander. Uh, so as I said, we are divided into regions. And currently, we're going to talk about the Midlands region, but we are the Midlands, the PD, uh, upstate and low country. And the Midlands area, which we're talking about today, features the counties of Aiken, Barnwell, Chester, Edgefield, Fairfield, Kershaw, Lancaster, Lexington, Newberry, Richland, Saluda, Sumter, and York. All right. Uh, and like I said, we are the 803 area code. So the Midlands is home to a number of colleges and universities, uh, including the University of South Carolina, which we are all is our alma mater. We include several HBCUs or historically black colleges and universities. Benedict College, Claflin University, South Carolina State University, Morris College, Newberry College, Winthrop University, and several more. Uh, Orangeburg Massacre was a <clears throat> historical event that took place in 1968 at South Carolina University. Uh, a year before Rosa, there was a bus boycott in 1954 here in Columbia. Uh, some of our top industries, automotive, advanced manufacturing, life sciences, aerospace. Uh, yes, and Allen University. Forgot about Allen. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, some famous people from South Carolina. We have Dizzy Gillespie, James Brown, uh, William the Fridge Perry, Larry Doby, who is the second African-American to enter the major leagues uh, and was the first to integrate the American League. Althea Gibson from Silver, South Carolina. Darius Rutgers from Charleston. Uh, Craig Melvin, who's on national news as well. Alex English, Kevin Garnett, uh, the Black Panther or Chadwick Boseman, Young Jeezy, Angie Stone, Jesse Jackson, Viola Davis, uh, Aziz Ansari, uh, Eartha Kitt, Lee Thompson Young, Mike Coulter, Nicole Bahari, uh, and many, many more. All right. So that's just a little background. And again, as we go through the episodes and feature the upstate and low country, uh, we'll get further into specifics of those specific regions. So uh, I'm going to let Justin kick us off with our questions and our guests will get into it. Yes. Very good explanation for South Carolina. Question for our Sumter Sumter County natives. What? Why is Sumter called Mark Burke City? Jenkins, you gonna take this one? Oh, uh, 
So Sumter is a bustling uh, metropolitan home to a lot of lovely and very friendly people. Uh, so Merck is an acronym for many elegant regal uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't even finish it. <laughs> yeah. <I was> like, <laughs> you should have just topped it off with kings. Many elegant hey, regal kings. There you go. There we go. Steve. <laughs> Say nobody, Mr. Historian. <laughs> when I got to USC, I did not know Sumter was called Merck City. But while in school, I found out why, and I'm gonna tell you why. There were two news stories that happened in Sumter while I was in school that just made no sense. And then it dawned on me that, oh, this is why they call this place Merck City. One was a group of guys from Sumter robbed a pizza delivery guy and killed him. And all they took was the pizza. The other story was, and this is a sad story, but it was a Halloween and the kid was trick-or-treating. And for some reason, somebody decided to shoot this kid through the door on trick-or-treating, while trick-or-treating. So two stories, and that's why this place is called the Merck City. Crazy thing, uh, I think, I mean, Jenkins, our freshman year, we, we were actually like so against like people calling it Merck City. Like I, I don't personally, I, I hate it. Like, Merck City ain't nobody, you know. Nobody we know about that life like that, you know. Uh, you know, like killing people. But you know, the peer pressures of, of college, you just <laughs> you just adapted to calling it that because um, everybody, as soon as you told people you were from something, they was oh Merck City. I'm like yeah. <laughs> Joe D'Angelo famously said. In his uh, probate speech, Merck City. <laughs> look, man, we look, you know, violence and stuff happens in a lot of places. I think, you know, percentage wise, we might have been up there sometimes. But, you know, it's not a lot of lovely people there. Ain't no different from Columbia. I know that much. <laughs> this is true. And we'll talk about Columbia. Columbia had a whole gangland episode about. Exactly, <laughs> Columbia. You know, I think the different the people are accustomed to that happening in Colombia, so no one's really like shocked about all of it happening. At least that, that's what I would think. Yeah, so. but Colombia's we got way more people than Sumter. Yeah, mm-hmm. y'all have this title for Merkin. Yeah, I guess it's percentage wise, and it's also something that I read before about um, something there's a correlation with cities with military bases. I don't know what it is, but I've read that before. That it's typically um, higher crime rates or something like that. You learned that at Howard? Huh? You learned that at Howard? <laughs> nah, I heard this like several years ago back when we was in other grass. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, our Sumter residents. Next, we move on to the bird. The Berg has a special place in my heart because uh, we played, I went to Richard Northeast High School in Columbia. We played Orangeburg Wilkinson football every year. So we got to go, I got to go there twice, I think. And it's, the Berg is an interesting place because 
for it to be such a small city, it has two HBCUs on in the in this little city. And um, I'm sorry to admit this, but when I got to USC, I was surprised at how many people I met that were from Orangeburg. I didn't. Um, it's gonna be straight. Up, I didn't think y'all could read over there. And, but yeah. Most can't. <laughs> but I was like, but like, uh, my wife went to Orangeburg, Wilkinson for high school, so I ended up meeting a lot of people that went there, and it's uh, it's actually pretty cool little small town city. Uh, I do want to know what was it like when the the Elroy came out. And my Elroy story, when I first heard it, I was at a party at South Carolina State. And one of my homeboys from high school was there too. And that song comes on and these people started the, uh, as he could describe, he said, this is the dance the locals do. Yeah. I was like, what is this? And this was 2007. So, and then I think, I think by the time school started again in the fall, the Elroy had took off and people were doing it. And it was just, bananas i was like oh this that dance this is crazy so what was it like elroy craig was that big in orangeburg before everybody knew about it in the city near you a new dance has caught national attention it is reported a small town named orangeburg is responsible for this new phenomenon elroy Oh, absolutely, man. Like, uh, everybody used to do the Roy to uh, Geeked Up by uh, Fabo and uh, Jeezy, the remix specifically. Like, uh, and uh, I remember the first time I saw it, like, one of my boys, DJ, he was like, man, you know, you didn't hear about this dance that uh, a couple of this dude named Jay Cohen like, ended up um, remixing, basically. Um, he's, uh, he actually made the song uh, Crank That Roy. He was like, yeah, man, he remixed the dance. And, uh, <laughs> Like this Roy dance and uh started like putting some different moves to it and I like, actually had it on beat and looking like kinda cool. So like we just started doing it. But like the first time I saw it, I thought it was that looks very foolish. <laughs> Cause like niggas bouncing around, getting hype off of it. But then it actually really grew popular, especially when I went to college, man. Like folks are just doing it. I mean every every time um um excuse me, Crank Roy came on, niggas would just go crazy. And then as we, you know, when we were playing, like niggas even had a damn um, <laughs> hop for the song. <laughs> I'm sorry, see, I know I was supposed to say nigga that much. Oh man, it's all good. It's adding to the- It's three times, you out. Straight <laughs> three. But yeah, like, uh, look at, you know, I think it's, that's crazy that Orangeburg is famous for that dance. But yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's ignorant, but it's cool. I mean, isn't that what South Carolina is? Ignorant, but cool? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, we're low. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. We're in the number 49 or 48 and mostly everything else. Yeah, so it's ignorant, but cool, man. But Don's yeah, changed. Number one in ignorant, though. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a... I think that's a good description of South Carolina. Uh, I want to give some statistics. We're all about giving good uh, facts on here, like I said, or we have so eloquently put, said talk is unconventionally educational. Uh, according to the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation County Health Rankings, uh, Sumter County, the home of Brian Jenkins and uh, 
Donald Wilson, uh, has a crime rate of 621. That's per 100,000. Is that good or bad? How's that? What does that mean? So basically per, let me pull this back up real quick. Especially when that's compared to like North Charleston said, is that high? So I don't have North Charleston specific uh, stuff. They go by county, and I know North Charleston city-wise at one point was probably one of the like, top five most dangerous cities in the nation. I've heard that before. Yeah, that's true. Um, so Orangeburg is at 501. They've actually seen a decline since 2013. Uh, these numbers are as of 2016. Uh, so this data takes a while to get and um, as well go through as well. So um, let me see. Let me just pull up Richland County real quick, too, um, since, you know, that's where Columbia is. And we are at 796. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, get off. There's a lovely face. Beautiful. Uh, we got to say smiling faces. Oh, yeah. Smiling, beautiful places, smiling faces. Yeah, smiling like lake, that. all that. Gucci over there, all right? You know yeah. So, a lake. Yeah, we got a lake for swans. <laughs> I mean, no. I've seen a swan in a lake. Yeah, not our specific. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if we're talking about rates, um, the kind of average for South Carolina is 500, right? That's for the whole state. Uh, so Sumter, Orangeburg, and Columbia are all over the average. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of awful. Uh, so so honestly, we could be called, you know, Merck Midlands, to be honest with you, because plain white supremacy. So it goes down. All right, we'll keep it moving. All right. For each of our guests to answer, how, when you think of the Midlands, how does it compare to the, the other regions, which would be the upstate in the low country? So when I think of that, upstate people and the upstate in general, it just feels real redneck. And it just feels like those are more make America great kind of people <laughs> up there. My, um, my you know, black people don't really count it towards that, but upstate people just had like a more, even the black people have a more like stronger Southern accent, like a more yeah. traditional one. Yeah. And they also tend to be more aggressive. Now that, that might just be the luck of the draw of the people I knew who were from the upstate, but that's just how I. That's how it just sits in my mind, and then of course the low country is its own um, cultural phenomenon with the Geechee language and everything. So the Midlands just feels like literally in the middle of those two cultures. Yeah, and we're not as country as or as redneck as the upstate, but we also don't have this rich African descended culture like the low country does either so what do you guys think of the midlands in comparison to the other parts of the state um i would say i was thinking similar like especially when i thought about 
Rainville people and, and a lot of ones I know that was definitely where I heard a lot of that true southern bell accent coming from um, yeah I don't really know too much about upstate outside that's why I kind of associated with, with Greenville mostly and that same thing like you said with the whole country in Charleston Kichi, like that's a whole different realm you know I mean I think I definitely can see where like you said in the middle we kind of influences come from that area but it's just a it's a different thing down there uh, it's like uh, like the Midlands is almost like a like the the perfect blend got the you know the best categories from the upstate and the best categories from the lower state, um, and, you know they met in the middle and you know was able to you know create a lot of the culture that we had in the Midlands. Uh, of course, you know not the seafood, but a lot of the you know the relational stuff, the the gatherings, um, and the upstate. You know, my, my wife is from the upstate, so I I, I didn't. I didn't really know much or go to the old state much till I met her. And um, you can tell like, I'm agree with y'all on that. You, the, the Southern twang, you hear a lot more people with that in their voice, uh, especially those traditional stuff, the accents like you hear on TV. So yeah, there's a lot more of that up there. And then low country, they got their own language on there. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the A43 episode might need the, the written transcript. Yeah. Yeah, and so the people, the people I have tagged for that episode are true geeks too. So like, yeah. Oh, that's gonna be amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's about to be. It's about I mean, to be. Eight hundred three is the dopest because I'm from there. But honestly, that eight four three one gonna be the best. Yeah, one. it's gonna be like for real. Like people are gonna be highly intrigued by that episode. So. Yeah. Oh, and that's a. Uh, oh, I let Tulsa go. Then I have a follow up question. Yeah, man. I mean, I agree with all, with all everything y'all said, man. You know, I was actually looking up and seeing like where Henry McMaster's from because he sounds just like those eight six four people, and actually he's from Columbia, which is he's an anomaly because nobody sounds like that. Yeah, uh, like yeah, slave owner or something. <laughs> so I I have a uh, interesting story. So I used to work at a hospital. Many of y'all know I worked at Palmetto uh, Health. Uh, Baptist hospital, whatever. And I worked on a rehab floor. So people would come after, you know, orthopedic surgeries or whatever. And Governor, Governor McMaster's uh, father was on my floor. He was one of my patients. So it was interesting that Teldrin brought that up with his accent because I would have thought he was from the upstate as well. But his dad had it too. Uh, And it was very thick, Southern, like, you know, slave owner type uh, accent going in. I'm just, I'm just being real. Like that's, that's how it felt when I walked in there. I was like, did I just, yeah. Like, did I just go back to like 1860 or what? You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it was super thick and I, and I'm with y'all too, man. The upstate has that, like, again, that thick twang or whatever. I've been through Clemson and so you could talk about like Pickens County, Anderson, uh, Seneca, uh, tell you what else is up there. You were once a Clemson student. You know, uh, hey, you can like even before you get up there, man. Like Lawrence, uh, Lawrence. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout I out mean, to Demetrius. I mean, yeah. It seems like to me that like people around like Greer and Greenville are still different compared to like Pickens County, Oconee County, yeah. Anderson County. Yeah. Them folks are just straight country. Yeah. Yeah. To me. <laughs> I've, I've heard people, so I, I live in Indiana now, and when I tell people I'm from South Carolina, they're usually like, 
you don't have an accent. And I'm like, yeah, most people from where I'm from don't have an accent. Right. You know what I'm saying? From Columbia. So if you were from Charleston originally, you probably hear some type of geech. Or if you were from the upstate, I probably have a more of a traditional southern twang. But for the most part, we enunciate correctly in the Midlands. <laughs> I'm taking that shot. <laughs> well, other groups need to listen to this episode because so that way they get on fire back. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. First one to get it too. Oh yeah, they gonna fire me up. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for yeah. it. All right. That is funny though because I, I always thought I I don't have no accent, but people tell me apparently it's it's kind of strong. But I think in comparison. To the rest of South Carolina, I feel like now nah, we like middle of the road. Yeah. First time in New York meeting people around here, they'd be like, nah, you definitely got an accent, bro. Yeah, I, I, I think it's the it's the bare white tone of your voice. Oh, you can Rope Jenkins. Yeah. Rope Jones. <laughs> oh man, keeping it pimping, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, speaking of accents, this is a great follow up question. The question I was going to ask you guys when you got to USC, or maybe even before then, did you know people from Charleston, one, had that accent, and two, their own uh, language and lingo? Because for me, when I got to USC, it was a culture shock. I had no idea that black people had all this going on in the low country and in Charleston. So did you guys know this? And like, what was like your reaction and your thoughts upon hearing? Yeah, yeah, I I knew this at a young age, man. I watched Gullah Gullah Island, (laughs) so of course. Um, But yeah, man, I think of even hearing like, the first time I actually heard like it uh, spoken was, uh, you know the song, uh, what is it, Look Ya? You ever heard that song? I have not. Like, y'all boy, look, yeah. Like, it is like, uh, I would rather die, Charlie L. Soldier. Like, it was literally, t- like, I had to get an interpretation from a dude. Like, hey, what are you talking about? But, um, yeah, like, you know, I box you into my, like, not really using, like, a lot of verbs. So, like, yeah, my first time hearing somebody speak like that, I was like, hey, I need an interpretation of this, man. Like, what is this guy talking about? But, um, yeah, it's very strong. But once you get around it for a while, and a lot of times folks from Charleston actually will suppress it for a while until they get comfortable. And then, or when they get drunk, then it start coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drunk yeah. or excited or, or turn, man, that geek's coming all the way up. Right. Yeah. As much as I made fun of that all through college, like, it's actually pretty dope because it's, you know, it's connected to African ancestry. And it's just something that South Carolina can call their own. So it's um, really dope. But uh, I think Jenkins, you were going to say something. Oh, no, man. It was just a, a similar experience because I didn't watch Go Look at the Island uh, growing up. So I didn't know. And I've been to Charleston. I know we took like the, the tour in like elementary school, but that was, you know, a very quick uh, thing. So I didn't really have no connection. But when I first started hearing folk, I was like, like it was a culture shock. I needed, I'm not gonna name this person, <laughs> but we was, <laughs> was talking to her and like I legit had to, or she was talking to me when we was in class and like legit had to have my homegirl like translate right there on the spot. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. But it, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I, I love it now. 
I mean, I didn't hate it from jump, but you know, I think it's, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. What say you, Donald? Um, I, uh, it wasn't a shock to me when I, when we first got to USC. Um, yes, I got a, my sister's three years older than me, so she went to, went to state. You know, state has a large amount of Charleston folks. That I remember specifically, like when we go down to see her, and one time she even like uh, her, her friends visited. We were home, and one one in particular was from Charleston, and that that's when it shocked me. Bro. I was like, man, people really talk like this, and I thought it was like, yeah, I just thought even at the time I just didn't know. I thought she was like from Jamaica. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar, man. Because like, yeah, you know, they have with it and everything. I mean, I started explaining. She was like, oh, she's just from Charleston. Nah, it, it shocked me. So I guess when I first heard it at USC, you know, I wasn't shocked, um, but it, it was still like something to get used to. I still don't know what they be saying for the most part when they really get around their their family and their friends from Charleston. But it, like, yeah, I'm with y'all, man. It's it's, it's amazing because you know, South Carolina caught it on as something that's you know indigenous to our area and it, it, it from to our ancestors. Yeah, I'm glad Teldrin brought up the Gullah Gullah Island show. And shame on me, take my black card. I did not watch this show growing up. And I should have because I went to school with somebody. I think his family was associated with that show somehow. And I can't remember how. I can't remember if he was on it. or Somehow his family was connected to the show. But um, Gullah Gullah Island, yeah, is a, a little classic there. So for folks who have not seen it, Please go look it up on whatever streaming services might be showing it and check it out. Yeah. I just didn't have access to like Nickelodeon like that at the time when it was out. So I'm gonna keep my black card. <laughs> okay, cool. Jenkins <laughs> right, didn't have cable, so he, he gets to stay black. Like Yellow Frog, uh, was it Binya Binya? Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, it was on for four years. I, I pulled up the uh, Wikipedia on it. I have, I probably need to go watch this now. The two in the show in that show, they actually I, I don't know if you ever seen that movie Rosewood. Yeah. Uh, but they were actually in the movie Rosewood. I was like, man, that's a and I think about it now I'm older, that's a that's a change of scenery. You know, for me a kid show to you know this real I think about a, a black massacre so yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so we talked a lot about Charleston you know they had their own language but here in the Midlands area we have a special slang word as well and it's the word boat what up boat <laughs> the best word of all for boy but we just say boy what up boat that way we don't sound like slave owners <laughs> is but, uh, I did some. Go ahead, go ahead, Don. Is it, uh, no, you go ahead. I was just, I, I was curious about it. But I don't want to hear what you guys say. Yeah, I said I did some unofficial research. <laughs> I.e., I um asked people in group me's that are from South Carolina about this word, and it pretty strong consensus that this word is a Midlands word. Not a whole lot of upstate. Even though I did hear somebody say it, upstate people say it, and definitely not Charleston because they got their. You know, we've Thanks. already established they got their own language. <clears throat> But uh, definitely the word boat was u- is used in the Midlands. Um, I would say Orangeburg uses it heavy. 
I remember using it in high school a little bit, but I know definitely when I got to college, I used it probably more so. So anybody want to give what they feel about Bo and its potential origins and how often do you use it? Just uh, let me hear something about our Midlands word, Bo. I do not use it, you know, knowing, knowing near as much as I did growing up. Um, why? I don't know. Maybe I got I got a larger vocabulary now, so, but um, learn to read. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what the origins of that word is. That's what I'm about to, about to hit you with. Like, does it come from boy or like why did? Why I it comes from boy, and we just I, we just say bow. And I would guess up, bow. Another, another form of boy because you know that was. Not was, but it is. You know, calling a, a black man boy—that's a, you know, a, a racial slur. That's rude, disrespectful. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess that could have been another thing. Black people turn the word from boy to boat. You know, kind of a, a turn of endearment. Another thing. Not to get off topic, but like I read that about why we start calling each other. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, man? Because we didn't like we were you know making jokes on you know racist people, white folks. That would call us boy, so we just you know started enforcing that. You know, hey man, what's up, man? Ah, uh, maybe uh, so uh is a is a term like that, you know, as well. You got you got sick. They calling us boy. We just gonna say oh, we're gonna drop the Y because we're not boys. Yeah, yeah, similar to that. That's like why we say sir and ma'am a lot too, because those ones like I. Grandparents and I were getting called boy or, or not ma'am by, you know, getting called boy by a, a actual boy and you like 45 or something like that. So that's why that's been such a strong emphasis. But um, for Bo, uh, the homie Matt back in seventh grade, that's when some kids started learning Swahili. And uh, I like this explanation. <laughs> he was like, because one of our English teachers, he was like, why do y'all say that, Bo? He was like, Bo comes from Africa. We John Bull. Hey, John Bull. It's just short. Like, <laughs> I was like, you might be something, though. <laughs> shout out to the homie. Was it Mac? Matt. Matt, shout out to him. Yeah. Black history hero. Right. Not all heroes wear capes. Shout out to Matt. I was like, I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Sounds good. <laughs> I definitely, um, I feel like I've been saying it a lot more now. Especially definitely put it in text messages, which is so crazy. Like, I'll be like, hey, Bo, yeah. what's up? I'm I like, used, why am I typing this? Yeah. I used to put text messages, but then, like, autocorrect, it turned it to boo, and I'm not calling no man no boo. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be a problem. <laughs> Things can be misconstrued. Yeah. I looked it up, man. Like it does say, like you know, at least they're thinking that the origin is from boy, but a salute or a term of endearment, like hey, bo. Of course, the, um, the flip side of this would be more of the uh, classical use of um, of the word boo in reference from a woman's title for her man. So yeah, so that's where that comes from. So what if that's what somebody what if about. what if girls start being like? If dudes was like, that's my boo, and then girls was like, that's my boo. <laughs> what? That sounds like either a great song. Oh, man. 
or like those little matching t-shirts yeah. where people say I'm with her or I'm with him. Yeah. They could be like, that's my boo. That's my boo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, draw it up, Don. Draw it up, Don. Put it on a t-shirt, man. Oh man. I'm definitely so all right. Don, just to let you know this is coming too. Uh I feel like uh and again, if you haven't heard, Don is the head person of DR Design. So definitely go check out his uh stuff. Follow DR Designs on Instagram link in the bio has got some good t-shirts on there. So definitely check those out. I feel like now that we are having this. What do you say? Me and the wife. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the first family of swag. Okay, so the Don swag, Mrs. Swag, and the prince and princess of swag. Okay, it's a lot of swag in that house. All right, when you walk in, it just starts to ooze all over you. Okay, <laughs> take your shoes off, you're just blessed with this, a bunch of swag while you're in there. Uh, now, my experience with Bo, though, like I remember high school a little bit, uh, mainly talking to some of my homeboys, whatever. Like, if I'm talking to them on the phone, if they call me, I pick it up, I'd be like, What up, Bo? You know what I'm saying? Real quick. Or what's good, Bo? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think I use it as much here, uh, you know, or whatever, because obviously nobody would know what I'm talking about. But text messages, yeah, I do do that. Um, you know, or like if I'm about to ask somebody a question, I'm like, hey, Bo, what, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So something like that. But uh, and then I think about, too, just the not pertaining to South Carolina, but the ulterior, uh, alternative spelling uh, possibly being B-E-A-U, which is very New Orleans, Louisiana type uh, thing. So I don't know with the origins of the South or whatever, did that kind of come from there to here or, you know, were there, you know I mean, we did have Fritz. <laughs> French settlers here in the United States, so maybe there's some origin to that, to Beau, Beauregard, B-A-U-X, whatever. Maybe there's some historical connection there, but that's just my thought. Mm-hmm. And I think some North Carolina people might use it, too. I feel like I heard J. Cole say Bo before. Call him up. Let's ask him. Yeah. All right, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Fayetteville ain't really that Fayetteville. far from us when you think about it. So Fayetteville is, has a very uh, South Carolina feel. So I would. Yeah, yeah, I mess with Fayetteville actually. And you mess with Fayetteville? <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Nobody like, ever. Who <laughs> has said that in their life, bro? Right. <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of home. Like, it... <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> Rocks with Fayetteville. That's what's up. All right, keep us rolling, man. Yeah, man. Oh, for my Sumter, my Sumter residence. Is Morris College a real place? <laughs> yes. All right. So Bro. I've met people um, that went there. Well, the only time I met people that went there was at uh, Clusters, which for those who don't know, is initiation for Alpha Phi Alpha. And there was a, a line from Morris College. But I don't believe it's real. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen this place or have ever had a desire or had a reason to go there. 
<laughs> Tell us about this the, the mythical Morris College. No, I I, I definitely like to talk about this because Morris is a real, real place. Of course, uh, you know, they got all the fraternities, sororities, divine now, whatever. Very small, very, very small, but uh, HBCU and crazy. My dad would always tell me stories about Morris because when he was in high school, they were uh, it, the, the Uncle Brown program. If y'all heard of that, so my dad was part of that, and they would always be at Morris. Like, matter of fact, some the stories my dad tells me to this day, it has something to do when they were at Morris. Um, so. I, I knew a lot about it growing up because he always talked about it. Them playing ball there, uh, him taking a few college courses there, whatever. Um, they fixed it up, or so, in the in the past <laughs> few years. Um, and I don't think I've even actually been there since uh, maybe maybe high school. But I've heard you know in the past years that they they fixed it up um, for it to look nicer, but. It, 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 and I will admit, being from something, Morris College is very random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I ain't been there since high school either. <clears throat> all my aunts went there, and they, or most of them, and they all pledged uh, Delta out there. And um, some of them were definitely trying to talk me into going. And I was like, I don't think Morris is what it, what it was back then. But you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't trying to stay home. I was trying to get out a little bit. You know, but yeah, I, I, I like to go back in. You never told me that. Go to Morris, dog. Say what? You never told me that someone was trying to get you to, to go to Morris. Did you apply? Huh? Did you apply? No. I feel like Morris is one of them schools where you just walk up with a check and you in. Disrespect. <laughs> disrespect, but also hard down. I mean, it's possible because. Don, ain't you got accepted in the island without even applying? Well, yeah, I would remember, I would never forget that. They sent me, <laughs> congratulations. I was like, for what? <laughs> we got a spot for you. I was like, there, I, I never applied. Never, yeah. never the application that had any interest in going. And I got into Anderson College like that, too. And I was like, I don't even know where Anderson is. <laughs> All right. But, um, Oh, yeah, man. yeah. It was on an episode of Hits from the Streets, but um, I think it, it got played on that episode, so I don't, I don't know if I should plug that. But, Morris was on Hits from the Streets? How about you? I think it was Hits from the Streets. It was one of them, them joints like that. But uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, Hits went there. Right. Oh, we got we to gotta, we gotta dig through the internet to find that. Yeah, we'll post that. that. We'll post that on the social media page. But... Uh, so Morris, and just for again educational purposes, uh, Morris was granted by the Baptist Educational and Missionary Convention of South Carolina in 1906. Um, it was officially established in 1908 uh, for the Christian and intellectual training of Negro youth. Um, as we know, that was common to be uh, in the early 1900s. So we can say Negro, but we can't say the N word. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Sorry, yeah. That's racist. <laughs> I thought we advanced. Nah. Uh, so who's gonna say colored? <laughs> that's terrible too. <laughs> that's worse, man. That is worse. Is it? Yes. Yeah. What if I called you a little colored boy? Come on, man. <laughs> now, if you just said, if they said colored, if they said colored bow, would that be okay? 
<laughs> gotta think about it. Uh, so yeah, just a little bit about they're a, a small Baptist liberal arts college in Sumter, South Carolina. I have actually seen Morris College. Uh, I've actually been on campus. Uh, I did some work at DHEC with HBCUs regarding um, okay. HIV prevention, so I had a chance to go down there. One of my coworkers was actually from, uh, went to school. She's from Sumter, went to Morris. Uh, she was at SD Row. Uh, she loved it because of the small environment. She felt like if she would went to a larger school, such as USC, Clemson, College of Charleston, something like that, she might not have actually graduated because of the distractions and everything else. So Morris was more of the, uh, I guess you could say, safer choice to really keep her focused and stuff like that. So it is there. And uh, to all those who listen, who attend HBCUs, we do not knock or disregard or uh, downplay our HBCUs in South Carolina. Yeah, I will say, um, growing up, especially coming out of high school, I didn't really have the the most, um, unfortunately, the most respect for HBCUs, or, or at least I didn't really like think about them that much. But also, I didn't think about college a whole lot like that, and everybody was kind of like still in that mindset of like you kind of need to. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people need to go to like the bigger schools if you can. So I didn't really pay that much attention, but I definitely, obviously, being at HBC now, have, have uh, a much greater respect and admiration. So I would definitely love to, like, I guess, dig more into, like, Morris history, too, because, like, my history. So. Yeah, that's a great point, Jenkins. And I actually have the, a very similar story. Um, going through K-12 through in Columbia, I think I did not have – I had one black teacher that I can yeah. remember and he was my band teacher so i being just going through school like the influences as far as teachers that no one ever pointed out how like great hbcus or how they could be a great fit for you they just they just pretty much disregard them all together so i definitely feel you on that sentiment and you know looking back on it now i probably would have uh done better at HBCU. Um, don't get me wrong, USC was great because I, I met my wife and I met all you guys there. I met a lot of great people. But I feel like probably I needed that smaller, more sense of community kind of uh, experience. And then HBCU culture, as I've learned after school, is just really dope. And like, they don't, of course, HBCUs are underfunded, so they don't have the amenities like a USC would have, but like as far as like the legacy and like I guess the tie to the school, I feel like it's greater amongst their alumni. And we'll um, we'll talk about USC as as to why Black people I mean we love USC, but at the same time we like sometimes want to give them the finger for stuff that goes on there. So and uh, not to get too far off track, um, I did my next question. Be more so for Teldon. Uh Is Voorhees College a real place? <laughs> yes. Uh, I was actually kind of like um, how uh, Don was accepted to, what did, what did he say, uh, Allen? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Voorhees, man. I just, one day I, uh, I remember talking to my guidance counselor, Miss Pinkney, she's a black lady. 
He says, hey, tell them, I want to know, you know, you got to the Voorhees. I'm like, uh, I didn't apply there because I, I know a Fort. There was no way I was going there. Uh, she was like, I was like, who applied for me? I think my guidance counselor applied for all of us in a mass uh, application, man. So, yeah, Voorhees is a is definitely a HBCUs. I'm pretty sure they have, I mean, that's, that's an HBCU, excuse me, they have um, the Divine Nine. Um, I just don't know much about the um, college as a whole, though. I think they may have a thousand people. Yep, that's probably less than that, honestly. Um, but yeah, it is a, uh, a real, uni- a real was it Borges College, right? Or University Borges College. There it is. Yes. But besides that, I don't know much about it. I just know it's a small Denmark, and Denmark has what a McDonald's and a Bilo, I think. I'm not sure if the Bilo exists. <laughs> that's all that's there, so I can't imagine who's college on that. Yeah, just to let the audience know, and it said touched on it. Yeah, we. I am totally kidding. I do know these places are real, um, which is really to spark conversation and to probably put a light on those smaller HBCUs for our great state of South Carolina, uh, which are also located in the great Midlands area. Now, we've talked about Sumter, we talked about Orangeburg, we haven't talked much about the capital. The capital city. The capital, the place that connects everybody on this call. Columbia, South Carolina, also known as the Metro. The Metro came a long way from the Metro. So, to start it off, I want the host, Mr. Cedric Warren, to kind of give us a description of Columbia. Like, what, what do you think of when you think of Columbia? Uh, how would you describe Columbia? And uh, okay. Our guests on the call to talk about what it was like when they came to Columbia at USC. How does it compare to where you're from? Cool. So uh, Columbia, when I think about Columbia, especially because I have had the privilege of seeing other cities, towns, whatever, I see Columbia more so as a large town not really a city. Uh, It is definitely a great place to raise a family, great place to go to school. Uh, But outside of that, it's it's lacking a lot. Right. Uh, But it is home and it always will be home for me, because, again, like Justin touched on, I met uh, the guys on this call, of course, and met a lot of other friends through high school um, and stuff like that. But Columbia has a lot of potential. And I think uh, that is the frustrating part about being from there and seeing what it can be. Uh, It is actually one of the fastest growing cities for millennials actually moving there. I've read that. Um, And I'm trying to think like, is this true? Uh, I would like to see the ethnic, racial and ethnic demographics on that. It's probably not a lot of us, to be honest with you. Um, Because most of the people I knew from USC after college, if it wasn't Charleston, Greenville, uh, they shot to Charlotte, Atlanta, elsewhere. Uh, so yeah, that's what I think about, you know, and it's it's got its, uh, of course, it's got its different sectors. Of course, you have your more affluent areas, um, <clears throat> Spring Valley neighborhood, Wildwood. Uh, that's more of the, I guess, uh, Northeast part of Columbia. Uh, then you have those parts that are getting towards, going towards Sumter County. Uh, so you have like, that getting close to Eastover area uh, and stuff like that. Um, then you also have the area, uh, of course, your downtown area. 
and then you have uh of course your hood spots or whatever um north main you think about those things and stuff like that so uh but again great college town i'll say it's a fantastic college town because i had a ball in my years at usc uh so yeah that's what i think about uh, columbia a lot of potential um but just kind of stuck so let me start with Don. Coming from, remember, I mean, I remember South Carolina. <laughs> what was it like you stepped foot into the big city of Columbia? I'm not even gonna lie. Like we would, uh, when we were little, going to Columbia, man, it, it would it would equate to like, so uh, we going to New, we going to New York. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it did. And, 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 and this was just going to the two notch side back then when it was, you know, when it was lively. Cause, yeah. uh, you talking about where the mall yeah. where the mall is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was real lively around yeah. there. Real lively around there. And then, you know, me and Jacobs, we, we claimed something because we're technically from Suffolk County. But we're from Dazzle and from Rumber. And, you know, that's super country. I mean, raising, raising chickens and hogs country. So, Going to Columbia was, you know, oh man, we going to Columbia, you know, you about to, you know, get this, get that, do this, do that. So we got dress, get dressed up, get a haircut. <laughs> put on my Sunday's best, my beers and my loafers. <laughs> and, and, and that, like I said, that was just the two that side. I had probably been to the downtown side where Columbia is maybe twice or two or three times before coming to USC. And I was like, man, where, where does it come from? <laughs> so it was definitely like an experience. And I, man, and, and, and I'm always, still live here now. And well, I was on the outskirts of Columbia and just always gonna have those ties there. You know, like I said, uh, uh, me and Jenkins, you know, builds our friendship there. Met all you guys, met my wife. Um, and I mean, I, I, it, it is home for me now. And it was definitely an experience, and it's something like I, I was I was interested a lot, interested a lot in knowing the city, um, not just you know USC being in Columbia, but actually knowing the city. I think freshman year we would walk like everywhere. I mean, every, all over downtown. So I know I know me and Jenks don't walk out a good pair of Air Force Ones walking around Columbia just to just get to know the area, man. Uh, they say it's, it's a lot. It, it's still, you know, not up there, you know, talking about with Atlanta or anything like that. But it's grown big time in the past, you know, ten years. Yeah, and it's it was still it was it was still uh, an advancement for me coming from Rumble and coming from something um, at the time. And I I, I love being around him, man. It was, it was it was no no experience like being in Columbia, uh, meeting the people that I have, meeting the love of my life. Um, oh. that's so that's cute. Columbia, that's where it's at. You brought up a good point as far as the difference between Northeast Columbia and the downtown. So, me and Cedric grew up in Northeast, and we did not go downtown a lot. In fact, people who are, who are from the Northeast don't really go downtown that much. And so, when I got to USC. I had to learn downtown. I did not know the streets like that. And it, 
for some of those listening, this is the days before uh, turn by turn GPS. So you more <laughs> places. It was MapQuest. You just gotta figure it out. <laughs> so that's an interesting point that you brought up about printing uh, out six pages of directions in, in downtown. <laughs> Uh, what's Jenkins from Dazzle? The Razzle Dazzle. Did they razzle call it that? The Razzle Dazzle? <laughs> what do you think of Columbia? How does it compare to Dazzle, South Carolina? I mean, there's definitely some steps above. You know, y'all got a few more things than we got, you know, <laughs> maybe a couple more models. But, uh, <laughs> nah, it, it's definitely been a second home. Um, and, and had been for a long time too. Like, definitely, like Dante was saying, uh, you know, we ain't really had a whole lot of stuff going in, uh, Sumter. So, I mean, we had like the Red Lobster when the Outback came. So it was like, oh man, you want to go to Olive Garden or somewhere fancy like that? You know, you gotta, you gotta roll up to Columbia, you know? <laughs> Not Olive Garden fancy. Hey, brother, hey, it was a different time. <laughs> Listen, unlimited soup and salad, okay? You don't get that in Sumter, all right? Yeah, get all that. So, but, but for real, yeah, because I was, we was up there a lot, so we always was like, oh, man, I definitely love to not small. Uh, that's, that's all right. um, so, 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 so let me ask y'all a question. Sorry to interrupt. When y'all like did school shopping and all that stuff, did y'all come to Columbia to go to the mall or whatever? Yeah, more options, bro. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's when we was up. And my and like my mom was working in Columbia. She started when I was in uh, middle school, so she commuted up there a lot. So I would be up there too, and she worked out. Um, well, close to two nights, so I'm at this law firm. And so, yeah, I was like, Columbia really was like when my aunt lived up there, and I kind of like stayed with her sometimes. So, you know, it really kind of was already like a very familiar, but like I said, never really went downtown where USC was. Yeah. Stuff like yeah, I had to learn. Like state, maybe. Yeah. Like, it was the first time I, and only time I went before starting at USC. Yeah. Yeah, I remember probably going to a couple Carolina games. Of course, the fair, but I wasn't yeah, driving yeah. then. The fair, that's right. Um, you know what I'm saying? And even when I was driving and went to the fair, like I knew take 77, get off on the here, and you know one or two turns to get there. Yeah. Uh, so I was like Justin, like we had, to, I had to figure out the streets really. Uh, you know how to get to this point, this place, or whatever. Uh, in downtown as well. And then, like he said, the Northeast side, man, we had so much stuff over there. Uh, and now, as Don has mentioned, as stuff has grown up, everything is really pushing out towards the Northeast. So, and uh, the major highways within the Midlands and Columbia and just South Carolina as a whole is I 77 uh, running. <clears throat> North and South, I-26, East and West, and I-20, East and West as well. So, you know, those are pretty much the three highways you jump to get to get anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, and then the mall, man. So, Two Notch Road had everything. Uh, and it's crazy. Every time I go back, I like riding down Two Notch. Everything is really pushed towards where Justin and I grew up. Uh, all the grocery stores, uh, everything is there. And then once you hit past Polo Road, um, it starts to get kind of, you know, you know, it just it's 
sparse or whatever. And then you get to what once used to be the mall, which was another hub. You had the mall, you had um, restaurants, uh, and what uh, intersected with Two Notch was Decker Boulevard, uh, which is by where me and Justin went to high school, which was another very popular area where the Red Lobster, where the Olive Garden was. So there's more restaurants, more traffic. So that whole little intersection was just a very uh, popular place. And I'll say my senior year of high school, uh, 2006, uh, is when it really started to, I take that back, my junior year, 2005, when they opened the Village of Sand Hills in Northeast Columbia, uh, that's when that area really started to go go backwards because everything moved out there. All the stores moved out there to open air space to open the movie theater. Uh, so everything really shifted. So, yeah. Uh, you got any more questions, Justin? Because I, I just thought of one that I, I want to ask as well. Um, I do, but it pertains to um, USC. Are we going to speak about USC on this episode or are we going to do like a whole separate episode? No, we can talk about USC in this. Well, uh, you know what? I'll save the, the college talk for, you know, unless y'all want to, you know, have something to say about it. Well, I, I kind of did. It's more of a comment and it ties to um, being from Columbia because Columbia in general. And it said you can help answer this as well. When I was uh, getting ready to go to uh, graduate from high school and trying to figure out where I was going to go to college, I, USC was probably my number one choice, but I was hesitant only because it was in the same city where I, pre- where I grew up. And a lot of people in high school pretty much, they said USC would be whack because it's local. And I, I think I kind of bought into that for a while, but then eventually I just gave in. I was just like, I, I'm just gonna go to USC. And my parents kind of pushed me there and bribed me a little bit. So and New when I got to USC, man, I had the time of my life. This place <laughs> was cracking. It is the most hypest school in the state. <laughs> I mean, most school, most white schools that are close to black schools, the black students go there to party because their their school is just too white and too whack. Yeah, not us. No, it was live on campus. <laughs> Um, all the time yeah we did not need the black school to have our black experience nope yeah we, we got we it yeah we definitely made USC and Columbia yeah that, yeah I um yeah on that, yeah do. similar uh I wanted to go to USC uh ended up going to University of Alabama my freshman year first semester uh I actually did not get into USC the first time around And at that time, when I talked to the admissions counselor, when I did get in later that spring, she was saying how it's becoming increasingly difficult for incoming freshmen to get in. Um, And I feel like I I had a good GPA out of high school. I did pretty decent on the SAT. Uh, I had the extracurriculars and all that stuff like that. So I felt like I was good. I got into all the out-of-state schools I applied to, uh, including Vanderbilt. And... uh, but not USC, but USC is where I wanted to go. Um, I felt like one, because Justin was there, I was like, that'd be dope. Go to school with my older brother. That'd be fun. Uh, and then two, I mean, just growing up in Columbia and being around the culture too, you kind of see, 
you know what I'm saying? The school's there. And I felt like, you know, this is enough. You know what I'm saying? I went to visit him a couple of times. And when I got there, you know, I was, I was like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't even miss Alabama. Like this is, <laughs> this is it. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to all the weekend house parties at the Woodlands and Copper Beach and Stadium Suites, U Oaks, down Bluff Road, man. You couldn't find a party down Bluff Road. You was whack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Saturday after the football game, you already knew where to go. Somebody was doing something down there. That's what's yeah. up. That's for sure. Do we know the official percentage? Because I always was hearing. I know we definitely were in the teens for. I remember being like seventeen at one point. Yeah, I know we was high, and um, I think that's like traditional. I don't know what it is now, but I know my cousin who went to like he's from Columbia. But he went to school, I want to say like the late 90s when he graduated, I think in like Savannah State or somewhere. But when I when I first got there and he was talking to me about it, because he's a bro too, and, and I was talking about it, and he was just like, oh yeah, you straight though, because yeah, USC always had a little bit of, a little HBCU down there. So I was like, I didn't really think about it, because I had no expectation. Well, dang, we had a good time out there. Yeah. Dreams, club dreams. Yeah, dreams. Oh man, good times at dream Thursday night. Never a bad night, bro. College Never night at dreams, night. boy. It was a good time. Uh, yeah. And for those you of you, know. any new listeners, uh, all of us are members of the Theta New Chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, uh, which is all how we met, besides Justin and I, obviously, because. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are actual blood and fraternal brothers. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Was was USC y'all's top choice? Kinda, um, but I, was, I wasn't really like pressed. So I just kind of it was really the only place I applied. I got into Allen, you know, not Allen, but uh, Anderson, without knowing about it. I got into Winthrop. They sent that thing where it was like, oh, you just sign your name and you go. But that's where my brother and a lot of people run my school with, too. So I was like, I ain't really want to go over there. I was supposed to apply to Vanderbilt, but then I got in USC and I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to just we go in there. there. We're in there. Yeah, when USC, when USC sent that letter in, that was it. You know, and uh, made my mind up. Um, you know, no, really no looking back, back. Looking back from then, I was like, yeah, this, this, this is where I'm going. That's what's up. Uh, not intelligence bad. It was intelligence uh, first choice. Now, let me ask you the question I posed to Brian and Donald. Being from Orangeburg and when you got to USC and in Columbia, like what did you think of Columbia? <clears throat> well, you know, as USC as a whole, man, it was amazing. Uh, for Columbia, my grandfather actually lives in Northeast, man, so I spent a lot of time here, but uh, a lot of time um, in the area, kind of like where you guys grew up at, uh, like near Hardscrabble. So I guess my, my views on Columbia were a little different. But hey, you know, growing up in Orange, right, man, you still look at Columbia as like, it was like almost like a small ATL or something, man. Cause like, hey, you know, like that's where you go when you go shopping. I mean, Orange got a foot locker when I was in, I think I was a, Junior in high school, and they finally got a footlock. You know, so before then, man, you didn't go to Prince of Orange Mall to get your shit clothes, man. You went to, I mean, back in the day, man, Dutch Square actually was jumping too, or Columbia Mall. Um, yep. But you know, now that. Dutch Square is nothing but a movie theater and like maybe a furniture store. Shanty towns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so growing up there, man, you know, Columbia was a big thing, man. Like I said, like a small ATF. Like you were excited to go to Columbia, man. 
Like that was like, you know, your, your mom, my mom was, and dad would say, hey man, we're going to go to Columbia. And you know, that's when you went out to eat too, man. Cause like in Orangeburg, yeah, it was not many options. Dog. It wasn't many options. Maybe three restaurants at most that weren't chain type restaurants. But we had a, in the chains, we had Ruby Tuesdays, Fats and Applebee's. Not very good options. Hey, Fats got some good rolls, ain't it, though? Yeah, yeah. man, but... Yeah. Um, poppy seed joints. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, dang. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but USC was an amazing time, man. I mean, I... Uh, I mean, it's almost... in no disrespect to the HBCUs at all. It seemed like, to me, at least, what I saw, it seemed like a unique HBCU. You know, the black, um, the black population was very close-knit. We had a good time. You could always find something to get into, and like I said, I said if you didn't, then obviously you just didn't want to get into something. Yeah, and I'll speak to the population numbers uh, as I am heavily involved in our alumni association. Uh, I've met people from the early '80s who have said it was around twenty percent while they were there. Uh, I've met people from the mid '90s to like early 2000, like 2000, 2001, who said it was around 15, 13 to 15 percent. I think I would say while we were there, we're probably talking around 10, uh, but it has definitely fallen uh, from what I've heard. Uh, we're probably. Mm, I'd probably say seven or under. I have to to truly check. Uh, you can probably see it on the website, but um, I I'd probably say seven or under. We're not like Clemson. Though. Clemson's probably like three percent black. Mm-hmm. It's very low. Yeah, Clemson is is yeah. We'll we'll get we'll talk trash about Clemson. Anyways, um, yeah. So that's good. I my question I wanted to ask y'all. I was talking about sports, right? So of course. You know, uh, we all played a sport or just viewed sports or whatever. Uh, I want to talk about the sports culture within the Midlands. You know what I'm saying? And I played baseball, uh, went to all the high school football games. And I know we had some, you know, some quality athletes come out the Midlands. Maybe not like the upstate because they just dominate. But talk about like, you know, some of the people you remember from your high schools that just dominated, man. And they were good at sports. I know we had uh, a player come from our high school who made it to the league. Um, what's buddy named Justin? Uh, Aries Curry. Aries Curry. Yeah. He went to Clemson. He did. So, yeah, I remember uh, playing. So from a baseball experience, I remember playing Sumter every year because they were in our region. And that was always a tough game, man. Uh, them country boys out there, you know, they probably grew up hitting rocks and sticks. So, you know, they could, <laughs> they could play some ball, man. So they were they were always – that was always a tough game. You know what I'm saying? Always a tough game. Between them and Lexington, there were always some tough games compared to Midland. So just talk about, like, the sports experience, football, baseball, basketball, whatever. Well, um, me, and, me and Jenkins went there, you know, Crestwood – and and so there and although you know we're, we're many years older than, than young buddy but John Morant is a product of Crestwood High School so we're gonna claim that even though we you know 10 years older at least older than him <laughs> um but we I mean we were in high school James was it at our, our junior year 11th grade like 
we had an amazing football team. We went undefeated until, uh, you know, what was the the, the game, right? Uh, the lower, uh, the lower good, state championship, upper, lower state championship. Yeah. We were undefeated until that, until lower state championship. Lost one game the entire season. And we put yeah. a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of guys. Uh, I remember signing today. We always had someone going to U- uh, signing to USC, signing to Clemson. I think every year we were there, you know, guys went to, you know, sign D1 scholarships. Uh, for as far as football, and then uh, even though Chris was head football coach now, I think he played played at Clemson. Um, so he's just a product that came back, coached again. And while we were in high school, um, we had a one of one of the guys kind of in our circle uh, was you know super good. Ended up going to Winthrop to play. And I remember in high school he, he dropped fifty five in a game, and you know. You talking about high school, you know that's kind of unheard of. And then we were we were three eight four at the time, so you know it was yeah. a big competition um, uh, with with those schools or whatever. So I feel like we had a you know pretty good you know sports representation at our school. Um, and then you know it, we also had one of those schools that you know some of the best guys probably weren't even on no teams. You know it was just they didn't want really to play for the school; they just wanted to play. In the streets, um, but I, I I do feel like we had a a good sports representation, you know, at Sumter. And then you go back even further, um, even though you don't shout it out like that, we have Ray Allen's from you know from Dazelle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he would have before Crestwood was built, he went to that high school, which would have been Crestwood, so so Hillcrest, um, which is in Dazelle. Yeah, yeah, like two minutes from Jenkins out. So, and, you know, Ray Allen's from there. So, we, I mean, sports, they, we, something puts them out. Yeah, it may take a while in between there, but something does put them out. Uh, shout out to Jermaine O'Neal from Columbia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was watching that fight the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of Eau Claire. Shout out to uh, Tell how, who's, um, any, how would you describe the sports in Orangeburg? I will definitely say y'all football team used to beat us every year. Eh. Yeah, man. I think, like, there's a lot of great athletes around there, man. The problem was literally just the scholastics, man, like, to get to the next level, to actually go, like, uh, to go to a D1 school. A lot of times that was a struggle. I mean, I think the most famous, uh, I guess, like, modern-day person from Orangeburg and he didn't. I mean, he made it to the league for a short period. Was Woodrow Dasslin? I think if you, uh, you know, like first person to put, uh, pass for two thousand and rush for a thousand yards, and he was the first uh, to really be what they call a dual threat quarterback. Man, you know, he was a baller. Um, now, as far as you know, Bryce Johnson, he did make it to the NBA. I don't think he's in right now, but he was a national champion with uh, UNC Tar Heels back in I think 2016. I don't, I'm not sure where Bryce is right now. I think he might be playing in Puerto Rico, but he did get drafted by the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. But then his, there's like a lot of stuff that was transitioning. I think he went to the Detroit Pistons, and like I said, I'm just looking up now, it looks like he's currently playing for some squad, Orlandina. So this is some Italian basketball, uh, professional basketball club. That's based on Sicily. That's what's up. Well, you did forget one guy from Orangeburg, uh, Tim Jennings. Oh yeah, yeah, Tim Jennings, man. He uh, played for the University of Georgia. 
uh, as a cornerback. He actually ended up playing for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. I think he has his Super Bowl champion. Uh huh. His rookie year with the Colts. I, I know of him because uh, my wife Ivy went to high school with him, and uh, she was uh, friends with him. So, okay. shout out to Orangeburg and shout out to Tim. So we got the sports, you know, I think we got some athletes here and there. As far as like on the state level, the Midlands, they've had some dominant teams. I think in recent now, I know we have some dominant teams. But okay. The uh, state is definitely known for the football dominance. Yeah. So we got go ahead. Yeah. Within Columbia, uh, when it comes to basketball, Ridgeview has been going off. I think they're a two-time state champion now. Uh, when it comes to football, Dutch Fork has run like three in a row state championships. Uh, so it, we had a lot of talent when we was in high school. I remember uh, a lot of good teams being put together. Of course, our own. Uh, my junior year, the um, state championship run we took, and then we got waxed by James F. Burns <laughs> in the state championship game. Uh, but that was a fun season to watch. I remember the basketball matchups with LR when Luke was there, uh, Lucas Hargrove, and as well as Mike Jones at uh, Mike Jones, <laughs> who was at LR. Uh, I remember going to both of those games, man, and the gyms were packed out. Uh, and they were exciting games too, man. And Mike ended up going to Syracuse. Luke went to uh, Auburn, uh, whatever. Unfortunately, Mike did not uh, stay at Syracuse. Ended up, ended up coming back to uh, South Carolina. I think he was trying to get on the South Carolina squad for a while. I'm not sure where, where he went afterwards, but uh, the basketball talent was there. So the Midlands coach, but definitely, like Justin said, I think the upstate uh, had that bulk of just all around natural athletes. Some freaks in nature have come out of the upstate. Uh, but if we're talking 803 Midlands, uh, we still have uh, your, the top corner in the National Football League is from Rock Hill, uh, South Carolina, and the first number one draft pick from the University of South Carolina, Mr. Jadavian Clowney is from Rock Hill as well. So uh, that is that all. Shout out to P.J. Dozier and Sundarius Thornwell. Yeah. I know P.J. Dozier is in the NBA. I think Sundarius is still in the NBA as well. So shout out to those guys. Yeah. 803. Yeah. Cool. All right. We're going to wrap up. We're going to talk about the music artists from the 803. I can't hear no music. <laughs> the 803, at least while we were in school, there was um they put out some bangers, man. Some you may have heard, some you may not have heard. But throughout this episode, you're gonna hear them. Uh I think we spoke of the Crank That L Boy. Yeah. But we also Do You Mind by Little Broad. Yeah. Represent Columbia. Yeah. Uh, we have Little Rue with the nasty song. That one was a major hit, you know, yeah. had Bust on the remix. And um, our personal favorite amongst this group, Hand Sagging by Team Iraq, hey. great city of Holly Hill. Mm-hmm. So just going around, somebody, uh, I'll start off with Brian. Give us your, your fond memories of 803 music. Man, just, just uh, well, you know, crunk, ratchet time, that was around the time ratchet started being a, a popular phrase just just ignorant man being being uh inebriated <laughs> and having a good time you know maybe like we said maybe that uh that was the reason why some of our music didn't take off it was uh, 
It's a little, a little too abrasive for the radio. <laughs> but um, and definitely a sense of pride that whenever you hear anybody really from from South Carolina, because I feel like we don't really hear a lot about us unless it's something dealing with racist, something racist. So especially when you hear like uh, some rappers. It's funny you bring up that our music was too abrasive because I did leave out somebody and it was uh, Jelly Tight who had yeah. the song Hood Heart. Now you want to talk about some lyrics that are just too much. The hook in that song is just too much. But it's yeah. great. It's in fact, uh, fun fact, we had um, y'all freshman year, Donald and Brian, and my sophomore year, we had Jelly Tight perform at the Russell House because we really? had a post in a rap battle during our week, and Jelly Tight came and performed. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't see them, man. Say what? I did not know that. Yeah, they did. Um, it was, they performed Hood Art. I don't remember. People weren't hyped. Maybe the songs. People weren't hyped when the song was being performed, but like. Uh, I, I, rem- I remember that. I think uh, Mike Sampson knew them and was able to get them on. So, uh, oh, yeah. to Jelly Tate. Shout out to the Elements. Shout out to the Elements, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that when they performed for uh, Lupe, my freshman year. Yeah, they also got to perform for Kanye when he came in 2004. That was a good uh, concert. Yeah, me and Sarah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what say you? Donald, 803 Music Memories. Uh, um, I'm in the same room. It really does. I can't remember anything, you know, pre-undergrad. But when, uh, you know, Lil Rue came up with that song and uh, everybody was, you know, repping it hard. You know, uh, you heard it everywhere. You know, and anyway, we'll, we'll back up people. When Columbia or South Carolina gets on the map in general, we're going to back them up. We're going to play the song like crazy. Um, and I think another reason you know it stuck out so good in undergrad. I think we made a hop to that song, didn't we? Did we, did we make a hop uh, to Lil Room? That that song. Really? Uh, it's a, it's a I think I think you could probably yeah, do. So you could probably do H two O to that. It one. was not. It was not safe for work. It was not not appropriate at not all. At all. <laughs> not, <laughs> but, <laughs> not at all. But. Um, Whatever we do have, have those artists, I do. I just remember, you know, we, you know, we repped it to the fullest, man. Um, a song like Roy, it, it don't matter how good the rest of the party was, if you ain't played Roy, you know, he, he, he was whack. <laughs> it was always at the hypest part of the party, whether you could dance or not, you, you could spin in circles. So um, that's it. Also to the right. Yeah, we we was rocking it like it was a Billboard, you know, top top two hundred, and uh, it, I think and the songs probably. I mean, to us, I'm always gonna say they they riding, but they might be terrible songs. We just gonna ride, <laughs> but we just gonna ride for them because they from you know we rock with they they from South Carolina, they from the Midlands, bad sack. They say that's a lot going on in that song, <laughs> but we you know we was repping for it and. Um, it is, I guess it, it was all about, you know, repping because it was from South Carolina. Who cares what it's about? You got a beat, it's jumping, the people in the video are having a good time. They, you can tell they're enjoying it, so we're going to enjoy it too. 
that's what I feel like with, with a lot of a lot of music um, that we do that, that that comes out of out of the middle. Tell you, yeah. Um, I had to want to bring up these other artists. I don't feel. Oh, well, tell them though. Actually, my bad. Yeah. There you go. Uh, nah, I was just gonna piggyback off you guys, man. So like, I mean, absolutely the same. Little Rue, that's the most famous to me. Uh, and like I said, I mean, like my dude uh, Jaquan that came out with the uh, Crank That Roy song. I mean, the lyrics probably aren't the best, but what gets you hyped? Simple, <laughs> simple lyrics. It's, it it really originated a lot of the directional music. You know what I'm saying? Like bounce to the left, bounce to the right. Spin that thing around, (laughs) back it up. All right. (laughs) So, Jinx, yeah. So simple. It was so simple, but so great. And and I think it was the the intro, man. Like you didn't you didn't need nothing else. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what's so great about these South Carolina songs, man. As soon as the drop hit, like you already knew what time it was. You know what I'm saying? Like when you hear pansagging, you hear that kind of muffled. You know, I'll bounce around my pants like, and then the beat drop. Everybody loses it. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Jelly Tight, you know what I'm saying? And you know, you know, it's just a dude coming over there, he's screaming, he's super hype, you know what I'm saying? And the beat comes in, everybody knows. Uh so I think that's what, you know, really hyped up a lot of the music too, man. It was and again, like Don said, it was from South Carolina. We like Psh. if nobody else if, if nobody else hear it, we hear it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, and so Jinx said he had a couple more. I got one too that I remember from high school. He actually came to Northeast and w- when he was kind of popular or whatever, uh, and the radio station kind of promoted him. He did a little outdoor concert or whatever. But go ahead, Jinx. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a couple other ones we brought up a little earlier. So um, Cat Mo Beats. He, this was a more recent hit a few years ago. He had a song Bread winning with Trina, which was getting a lot of radio play. I was talking about that oh, time right. a lot of that. But I think he's from I'm not exactly sure where he's from, but he might be from something. Um brought up, you know, rest in peace to uh speaker knockers. Uh, I think he definitely from Columbia. I think he definitely was a, a very influential cat. Uh, that song Lonely that went uh, you know, I've been looking at it earlier, 140 something million on YouTube. Uh, you'll be missing Jelly Tight Boss G also had um, some popping joints while we was in undergrad. Uh, Hobby, and he had this joint, Ric Flair, and uh, Kenny Kane Fly Away. I don't know if y'all remember that one. I remember that one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, not a little different last one, I'll probably up just because you know, it's Columbia Toro Emoy. Not not really rap, but more they call it chill way. But he's also pretty big, and you know, try to put on and rap everybody that's from the city. All right, cool. So, do y'all remember a dude by the name of Collard Green? Not the vegetables, but Collard Green. You remember that, Justin? Yes. Yeah. So what he was his song. He had he had two apparently, um, and. I think one of them actually made Billboard. Uh, it's called Can't Hang, which had Little Rue and another cat on it. And then another song called Everybody Looking, produced by Nine Million. Uh, and which actually caught him a deal with Atlantic Records. So um, 
Yeah, I just remember that name, and I like I can't necessarily hear the song in my head, but I'm gonna have to look him up. We'll definitely probably play clips of these songs at the end of this. Uh, he's from South Carolina. He's from Columbia. Metro, stand yeah. up. We in there. <laughs> we in there. Let's go. We in there. I'm gonna have to do a set talk oh, line man. of t-shirts. That's a good one. So yeah. Yeah, man. That 803 music, man. That's what's up. Uh, again, uh, as much as I love the Metro, man, I'm telling you, when we get to the Charleston episode, everything is going to blow your mind. Like from music to culture to language to athletics to everything is going to be crazy. So, yeah, I'm not I can't I can't. I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. Uh, yeah, man. Anything else before we wrap up? Any shout outs? <laughs> uh, I'll just say that uh, great having everybody on. Shout out to the 803 and all the surrounding counties. Um, we the best. Well, I'm just saying that, but like I said, I said Charleston, the Charleston 843 episode will probably be pretty dope. 803 is a, it's a great region of the state. Um, we are an articulate bunch, but not really. But <laughs> we try. Yeah. Uh, no. Exciting episode. Deep root, deep connections. Deep roots. Deep love for the eight hundred three. Um, I, I I really wouldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine growing up anywhere else. You know the you know the connections that you have with everyone. The the, the, the relationships you're able to build, and you know being from those areas and then going to get a you know. A higher level of education, I feel like really gave us, you know, the best of both worlds because we have that deep rooted love for, you know, the country and then uh, the experience that comes with um, higher education and being able to, you know, step outside of those areas. So I, I couldn't imagine growing up anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, same man. Much love for home. Um, I think growing up, a lot of I felt jealous of city kids. You know, being out in the country and <laughs> not having no nobody to hang out with and stuff. Close, like I got to drive fifteen minutes to go see somebody or whatever. But um, you know, I definitely now, especially looking back, when change the world. I'm getting it. So, uh, yeah, I love it. Man, you who you were, man. Likewise, yeah. me. You know, you don't, you don't really, you really appreciate it, man. Going back home, man. I don't know, peace and quiet. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I, um, I enjoy going home to Columbia because there, I can just drive straight through the city in like twenty minutes. No problem. Living in Washington D.C. I can pro I it was going a mile takes probably twenty minutes, and that's on a traffic day. <laughs> so, so it's just nice sometimes when you can just go and go straight through the city. And then one last thing to wrap up: uh, before I moved to DC, I really thought Columbia was a big city. <clears throat> I thought it was big, but compared to everywhere else, it's uh, it's like a. A cow town, I guess, compared to major cities. <laughs> it's, it's really crazy how, like, you grow up in South Carolina, Columbia is is the city, and then you leave and you find out it's 
not even a dot on the map at the time. So, yeah, um, more work for Columbia. Want to see it, you know, rise up and just uh, have a just do better. And um, we got to overtake Charleston. Somehow Charleston has snuck up and become the most popular city in South Carolina. Oh yeah. Whenever I meet somebody, they ask me. If I tell them I'm from South Carolina, they tell me, "Have you been to Charleston?" I was like, "Yeah," but I'm thinking in my head like, "I didn't go to Charleston like that growing up." And now yeah. it's like a good place to be. Yeah, it's definitely a top uh, vacation spot. Low key, at least for a while, Greenville too. Like if people mm-hmm. tell them from South Carolina, like. That's the only two places they would know. They were like, oh, I heard of Columbia, maybe, but they. Yeah, Greenville has definitely surpassed Columbia as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Greenville came up in the past few years, man. Downtown Greenville is nice. Downtown area. Yeah. And uh, there was one guy that told us, man, I wish Greenville was the capital. Columbia sucks. I'm like, man, come on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that hard truth. That hard truth. <laughs> but we got the best music. I mean, Charleston gets close, but um, yeah. I don't think they got as many. Um, we we got a variety of artists, three. man. We really do. Uh, I I will cl- obviously close out, but <clears throat> no, nah, I appreciate all y'all being on, man. I appreciate uh, the fact that I got to know y'all and know your experience. Growing up in Columbia, you learn about the other counties, but to meet other people from there and understand the culture and where they come from has been amazing. Uh, living in Indiana, man, I definitely just, I'm always with something South Carolina on, whether it's a Carolina hoodie or something. Uh, I go to the grocery store down the street and the lady, when I buy alcohol, the lady checks my ID. She's like, oh, South Carolina. I bet it's beautiful there. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's my home. You know what I'm saying? I'm always put on for it, regardless of the, excuse my language, dumb shit that always happens here. Uh, but you know, it's always going to be home. Always going to point out to people who's from South Carolina when I see them on TV. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, definitely doing that. So always repping for the state, man. And uh, I'm I'm with Justin. I want to see Columbia come up again. It, like I mentioned, it's got so much potential uh, for growth. And I'm hoping that we can kind of get unstuck, man, and move forward. Uh, so, again, shout out to my boy Hamilton, who's running for Richland County Council. Uh, District 8, man. He's definitely one of those people that can push it forward. And of course, our mayor, who is definitely also a USC alum and black and Greek, you know, there we are, uh, who uh, is definitely trying to do some things as well. Uh, So with that being said, man, I appreciate y'all being on. Again, uh, this is just the first episode of the South Carolina series. Uh, Next week, we're going to focus on the 864, which is the upstate uh, we'll go through those counties, a little bit of the culture uh, and similar to stuff we talked about this week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and before I hop off, I have to mention this. I, I feel like I would be doing myself and a lot of us a disservice to this platform, too. If I did not mention the tragic death of Ahmad Arbery, uh some months ago, actually, when it happened, but the video surfacing, uh, when a black man can't even go for exercise and run through a neighborhood um, without being hunted down, because that's what's happened. I haven't watched the video, but I know I've seen enough of the descriptions. I've seen enough of people talk about it. A black man was hunted down and shot and killed for no reason. 
other than two white men being racist and thinking that they should take this so-called law of this land into their own hands. And it's despicable. I'm tired of seeing this. I'm tired of seeing hashtags. I'm tired of seeing people who look like me pop up on the screen, seeing their mothers, their fathers, sisters, brothers, cousins, everybody in tears and their lives fully shaken for the rest of their lives because of somebody's hate. Uh, I continuously ask, when does it stop? Does it stop? Uh, As black men, we're almost living in what I call the most dangerous game because we are being hunted. Um, My biggest question is, why do you fear us? What have we done to make you fear us? You brought us over here um, and we've only tried to make the best of the situation that we were given. And that's what we've done. But yet and still, you still find us to be threatening. Um, We can do all the right things. We can put our hands up. We can show our hands. We can say, I don't have a weapon. We can be concealed. We can have the right permits yet and still we're gunned down in the streets. Yet, while at the Michigan State House, white men show up looking like they're playing Call of Duty and no bullets fly whatsoever. So please tell me how that happens in instances like Ahmad happened or instances like Trayvon Martin happened or instances like the countless other names that I can't even go through right now happen. Uh, so that's just how I want to close it out. I hate to kind of dampen the mood of this great episode, but I have to point it out. So all those are listening. So uh, once again, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at said underscore talk as well on Twitter at said underscore talk. Definitely cop some merch with the links in our bios. Uh, New episodes drop every Friday. Uh, And again, shout out to DR Design. Mr. Don and his wife, uh, they gave us a TED Talk logo. Uh, be sure to follow them as well. And uh, we combine the artistic abilities of Justin and Don in their mind, and they gave us a dope new concept t shirt, Savage t shirt. So uh, I put that in my personal. Uh, stories, but I'll put it on the said talk one as well. So definitely check that out as well. And uh, stay tuned for next week. Thanks for listening.